Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Yes. I just want to share a Bible verse with you before I move on. Um, the Bible verse is taken from Psalm 32, verses um, verses 6 to 8. It says, For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. When it goes on to say, Thou art, art my hiding place, thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. And then verse 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. I know some of us might be anxious this week, have been anxious this week, but God has promised us that he will guide us. And one of the ways he guides us is through his words, his blessed words, so we can depend on his words. And um, I like the, the lesson started this week, waging love. It's strange that... Um, it's, it's, it has that title, Waging Love. I always hear about waging war. That's a cliche, but I've never heard about waging love. So this week's lesson was quite interesting. And remember verse, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as a new day. And I think we need to reflect on that and pastor's gonna bring us through that. But before he does so, let us bow our heads, brethren, and let us pray. Let's have a, have a word of prayer. Most kind of a lasting Father, what in heaven, you have been waging love from the foundation of the, the world, from the foundation of the earth. We thank you for doing that. We thank you for not giving up on us who have gone astray and who have been, become so sinful. As we come tonight, we're asking thee to forgive us of all our sins. Give us a mind like Christ. Give us a mind that would like to know your words more so that we can um, use it and we can use it for thy glory. Dear Father, we're asking thee to send our Holy Spirit to be with us tonight and be with Pastor as he takes us through the lesson and grant us your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We give a thanks in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Sister Vicky. And uh, for that, we are grateful for this opportunity again to come together. And uh, yes, I think you have uh, mentioned a very important question, maybe to start like uh, uh, icebreaker or to start a discussion. Why do you think uh, the author entitled a lesson this week waging love how does it relate to the plan of redemption fasting and sabbath keeping or something like that how can we relate this title maybe we can ask our our members class members that question and we can start discussion do you think that would that would that be a good opening? I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To to get people involved because this is usually our our problem, uh, especially uh, with the online uh, format uh, platform, even in uh, physical in the face to face. Physically, okay. People seems not 
really engaged into discussion. Okay, so I think our our number one or ultimate objective is to get our members involved to interact in the discussion. Yes, so I think this is what we uh, we need to like uh, our our teachers review is not so much about explaining the theology unless uh, that could uh, somebody could raise a question maybe we can answer and come up with unified answers answer mm -hmm. to the question if that somehow will uh, arise during the discussion we don't want to happen that maybe uh, lab class will uh, have different answer to hope class and so on and so forth so I think this is the purpose of our teacher's review, just in case of some uh, sensitive or uh, questions, we can have a unified answer. Okay, so perhaps we can open with that uh, discussion. How do we relate the title waging love with the topic of redemption, the plan of redemption, fasting and Sabbath. So based on the content and what we have studied, how do we answer that question? Or how can we expect our members to answer that question? What do you think? I think yes. I I think a very good example is the short story given in the introduction, which uh -huh. talks about uh, instead of these people revenging, you know, like this person was, uh, uh, you know, threatening these people with phone calls, and uh, these people decided to respond in the positive, you know, like us. The prophet Isaiah says, we are like lost sheep. Mm. But God kept on maintaining his love for us. He persisted. He pursued us. So this kind of love that God has for us, that Christ died for us, is something that will motivate us to see even when he mentions that he wants us to go and buy something for nothing. Because the love of God cannot be, there's no scale that uh, this love can be put to compare with. So I think uh, the picture of uh, what Sister Vicky said about waging war, here mm -hmm. is the because war, you hate this person, you want to destroy them. But waging love is persistent love that wants to rescue this person, get them out from what they are. And I think this brings the picture of the Sabbath because we cannot talk about uh, the Sabbath without redemption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Sabbath really is 
the fulfillment because here we have the picture of rest. You are not resting from what you have done, but from what God has done for us. Ultimate mm -hmm. salvation is a picture of completed work. And when God gave Adam the Sabbath, it was completed. Adam did not put anything to the Sabbath. So mm. I think this picture brings us to see what kind of love that God has for us. Thank you. Yes, please. Um, I was just saying that bearing in mind the lesson that we talked about, that we discussed last week, it is a, a matter of service as well um, mm -hmm. and self-denial. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw Jesus who came to serve, mm. you know, he came to serve, not to be served. And um, we see it here in, in the story and in this, you know, fasting and stuff like that. The whole Isaiah 58, you know, we, sometimes when we fast, we fast mm. to get something for ourselves, isn't it? Um, we are thinking of ourselves. We're thinking of yes. what God wants, what we want God to do for us. And that's not the fast that God is, Jesus is, that God is, is mentioning here. He said it's not to deal the bread to the hungry. It is to give service to God and service to our fellow men, whether they are enemies or not. And I think in this story, that was what they did. They made a sacrifice. They didn't think about themselves. They were um, not selfish. They didn't have any pride. You know, you, you know, sometimes people did do us something and then we, we get puffed up and we said, we are not going to um, be the first one to say hi or to go and apologize or, you know, and to forgive. But they put that aside, just like how Jesus put everything aside to come and save us. And I think that's the, the, the main theme as well. Very good, very good. So, waging love. It's interesting. The word waging is that uh, this sort of determined effort, a focused, committed, just like, uh, we'll give up. you know, if you're waiting war, you're ready to die, <laughs> right? <laughs> As well. And this one, it's interesting that here, the plan of redemption is example of waging love that Jesus himself was ready to die for us. Salvation is free, yet costly. <laughs> How do we explain that phrase? It's free, yet costly. Yes. There's the high cost of salvation. Mm -hmm. And what is, what is the cost of salvation? death of Christ, right? And uh, somehow this, uh, we cannot fathom to really, it's beyond, just beyond our understanding. Uh, what we depend only is based on what God has revealed to us on the scripture. So this is, this is really uh, something that we could uh, think about and emphasize the high cost of salvation. Salvation is free yet costly. It cost the life of Jesus. The death of God himself was the price of our salvation. Mm -hmm. 
but God wants to give it to us for free as a gift of love. And, you know, this is, you just imagine the experience of, of Jesus in the Gethsemane. He was waging love at Gethsemane, right? Whether to proceed mm -hmm. or, you know, give up. Right? right. Yeah. You know, that was really the, the battlefield. That's right. Yeah. Of Jesus waging love, not waging war, but waging love. Yes. I think we can emphasize that one. Yeah. That's the battlefield yeah. that Jesus, uh, uh, maybe I need to be careful to say that <laughs> seems to, to be at the verge of giving up. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, can we find commentaries related to that? That Jesus yeah, struggled in Gethsemane. Yeah. He was stressed yeah. out. He was. Yes. And yeah, I think yeah. that, yes, I, I could emphasize that the, that's where the war zone, the battlefield, mm -hmm. where yeah, Christ wages love, not wages war. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pastor, if I may add. Yes, yes, please, Brother Masu. Yeah, uh, uh, we noticed that during the war, people are coming in, you know, bursting with anger, yeah, even during their time. And when they come to war, um, they want to kill, actually. Mm -hmm. They want their enemies to, to uh, slaughter. But when Jesus came, he didn't come with any anger. He came, he came with love, raging love. And he didn't even let anyone of his enemies get killed, but he even let himself get killed. So it's totally the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's totally different. So when yes. he came, to waging with love. But when we go and look back during the Israelite time, whenever there is a war, there's always hatred, there's always angry, you know, and we want everyone to be killed. Yeah, sorry about the noise. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that uh, addition. And any other thought? I, I think we need to emphasize that one. Uh, the plan of redemption or the work of redemption. Yeah, let, I want to say something <coughs> here, Pastor. Yes, please. Yes. Uh, looking at how Jesus Christ <laughs> decided to come all the way and you can see something might be going through his mind. Will these people actually accept me? Will I be accepted? Whether I'll be accepted or not be accepted by them, I will still go because of one thing that is what propelling him. You know, one thing that is propelling him and that is this Waging love, you know, like if people are waging for war, they don't care whatever it is. They want to win. They want to face all the bullets so that they will be able to penetrate through. And that is what Christ did really coming down for this was something that he might be thinking, will I be accepted? And, you know, Isaiah last week, you know, talking about describing, you know, that is something that we need to see that this kind of love 
if it is not propelling you, you know, it is very difficult. Doing the unthinkable, that lesson was something that, when you link it this way, is something that we really see that it is the center point is love. And that mm. love goes with war. You know, it goes with war. People who do all sorts of things to you, you need to retaliate, but you have to, to think twice and to be able to hold on to that. You know, it's, 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 it's something that is deep, deep, deep. It's so deep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for that. And uh, it just came to my mind. Sometimes we often uh, uh, quote or cite the great controversy, right? Yes. And when we think about great controversy, we're talking about like fight, war, battle. Do you think the same of the great controversy? Yeah, it's the yes. same. As, as a warfare? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. But I think it's not a war to kill the opponent, Mm-mm. to kill the enemy, mm-hmm. but to exactly. save the enemy. Exactly. Ah, right. I think this is the perspective that I'm seeing in the great controversy. And perhaps I need to correct myself because I, I <laughs> since I became an Adventist, you know, it just came to my mind. I think this is really something that will, we could say that this, this is good news. Mm-hmm. This is to be good news. Great controversy, the theme of the, uh, the great controversy theme is not warfare as, as to kill the, the enemy, mm-hmm. but actually to save. Mm-hmm. those who pose themselves as an enemy of God. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it's, it's just so uh, beyond uh, understanding. How could this mm-hmm. be? Mm-hmm. Because uh, in warfare, uh, somebody said that the best, uh, you cannot win a war by just defending yourself. Never. Because he said the best defense is offense. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you kill your enemy first before he kills you. <laughs> That's in warfare, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kill your enemy first before he kills you. But here, Jesus in the plan of redemption is that He, he came to, to die, not to kill. Mm-hmm. So this is the good news of the great controversy that we are talking about. I think we need, I, I, I will say that uh, we need to emphasize on that perspective. Perhaps our concept of great controversy is just maybe distorted of the idea of warfare to kill the enemy to kill the opponent because in the end if people will not be saved is not the choice of god exactly their decision right Mm -hmm. it's not the choice of god so so we are actually this uh 
just interesting giving uh, I think this is really good news change the theme of great controversy into a good news not like a bad news that the idea of God killing the enemy is a distorted is a distortion of the image of God is a distortion of the character of God as love that God is love if they were killed you say if the enemy will be killed in the last days in the end or satan the adversary and the wicked will be killed is not because the the choice of god no or the decision of god to kill them right but because yes. of their decision and rejection of the love of god mm. and that's waging love as i see it What that, is, that is true because when you look at why Christ came, wages of sin is death. So Adam was supposed to die like we wouldn't be existing. And because of that waging love, that, that, that punishment did not come upon them. And Christ decided to come and obey that command by dying to save all, like you said. So if somebody at the end lost, it's his own choice and not God's choice for that. That is true, Pastor. Hey, God, praise God for that. Any other comments? I think that's why, you know, that's why there's no room for arguments when we are supposed to be giving the word of God. You know, some people just argue over doctrine and, you know, get heated. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with love and winning a soul. So there's no way we can argue um, against points and making it sound as if we are really fighting against each other. When mm -hmm. deep down, we are supposed to be showing love and, and gaining that person by love, not by arguments at all. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was reminded we initiated like a program, what we call sports evangelism. Uh, when I was in Ayas in our seminary, sports evangelism. So what we did, we invite young people, young men, uh, okay, young people in general, to come to Ayas campus and play basketball with them, volleyball or all sort of uh, sports that competitive sports, of course. But we have this agreement among us that, okay, we play, play with them. But we need to lose the game to win them. <laughs> Great. Ah. Allow them to win. Okay, let's play, let's play. Let, let's give them, you know, allow them to perspire. Okay. Uh, but we need to be intentional to allow them to win and let us lose because we want to win them. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, and I think this is exactly, you know, Jesus died as if he was lost in the war. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that, that, that is exactly the picture that the enemy is uh, trying to show us, right? He lost the war on the cross. But the purpose of that is to win, to win humanity, to win the universe. That intentionality. Yes. And I think also as we can relate uh, this one with the fasting that pleases God. Uh, sometimes, you know, I think, uh, I think you mentioned that Sister BK earlier. That sometimes we are thinking that when we go to fast as if this is yes. uh, our effort to mm-hmm. soften or get the favor of God, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, then we are wage, waiting or uh, playing the ground of uh, righteousness by works mm-hmm. or justification by works. And here, the fasting that pleases God is not about. It's uh, not about us, isn't it? Please not about us. us. Not about, you know, uh, was that abstaining from, from food? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here, Isaiah says that this is showing love to others. And James 1.27, you know, we had this program in the district before, you know, some uh, crisis. So what we are doing is that we are contributing, collecting, uh, say, rice or food for the hungry, for the needy. So what we will do, uh, the idea came that every time we cook rice, say for example, we cook, uh, how is that? We have like a measuring cup. And uh, for every cup, we take out, we took out one tablespoon full of rice and then collect them and store them until later on we could fill maybe the, a can and uh, save them and then share them to others. And sometimes we, when we have a, like a, a unified, say district-wide fasting, we say he will save that supposed the budget or the food that we are going to eat, we are giving it to the poor, to the needy. So we abstain, not eating, but the budget that we are supposed to eat that day would be given to the poor, to the needy. Yeah. I think this is James 1.27 says that the pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans, widows in their trouble, to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And I think we can relate this to what Isaiah is talking about. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. 
So this is the kind of fasting that pleases God. And this is, this is love. Do you think we can, we can do this for a show? Mm-hmm. Possible? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's possible. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, there are, you know, in, uh, uh, in, the, in the church building uh, projects, we solicit people, uh, donations from people. But there are donors who said that, okay, I will give this, but uh, you have to put my name on uh, the back of the bench or uh, <laughs> on the wall or something that donated by. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's good. And uh, we give the plaque of appreciation. So we can solicit more. And sometimes we play the game of these people. Wow. So how does that, you know, are we waging love here when we give or donate or when we serve people? No, I think Where we want to win or get a favor from God. Mm. We, it's focused on us, on self rather than others yes and i think that is not love we are not waging love on that uh, case yes okay uh, our time is uh, time check is 9:31 but there are yeah and sabbath sabbath how do we relate the sabbath keeping delighting in god here uh, basic in the concept of uh, Isaiah in Isaiah 58, 13 and 14. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your mm-hmm. pleasure on my holy day. I think that's the, the, the key word here. Your pleasure, pleasure. What about something that pleases God? Uh, I think from the Greek I, I, no, from the Hebrew, it says your business pleasure. Business. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, it's self, personal. Yeah. It's not about God. Yeah, it's not about but God. About yeah. us. About us. So, uh, Isaiah said, if you turn away, turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, Call the Sabbath a delight, a holiday of the Lord, honorable, shall honor him. Not doing your own ways, mm-hmm. nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And it will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father. In the mouth of the Lord has spoken this. So, uh, let's look into our Sabbath keeping practices. Are we delighting in God when we keep the Sabbath? Or it turned out to be like mechanical or routine for us? Because we've been doing this since we became an Adventist or 
since you were small or what? sincere that we always violate, you know. It talks about speaking your own words. Mm -hmm. Your own words. Yes, your own words. Sometimes we discuss our own business things, you know. Talk things that are not related to the word of God, things that are not drawing people attention to the to God, you know, all that our own words. Mm-hmm. We violate this, and this is turning, t- t- uh, drawing our attention that we need to revisit. You know, sometimes w- when we are studying and the passages comes over and over or repeated in some lessons, it try to draw attention to something. You know, we meet this lesson and this point, and we come to meet it the same and, and keep on repeating. It, it drawing our attention to to certain things that we need to look at. You know, or else we will take some things for granted and uh, we, we, we go against it. Because when you analyze this particular passage very well, it, it, it points out key things. You talk of your own pleasure, that is different. You talk of your own ways, that is also different. So there are things that we need to look at it and re-examine our Sabbath keeping principle, as you are saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, this is it. Sometimes, uh, yes, it's a matter of uh, our, you have to check our orientation. Exactly. When we keep the Sabbath, is this for ourselves or for God? Are we doing, say, are we do, uh, doing service in our church program? Is that, we're, for sure that we're doing it for, for God, not for ourselves. It's not about the love of self, but the love of God. As the fulfillment of the law, especially the Sabbath. Because Sabbath, we view Sabbath as not something that makes that makes us holy or or it can bring us or elevate us or for us to gain merits from God. But we are seeing looking at Sabbath keeping as a memorial. Something that is a day that reminds us of God as the creator and redeemer. Redeemer, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's related to love. Yes. Basically. Yes. And that's waiting love. Yes. Yes. Elder David. Yes. Uh, we can ask ourselves, do we allow the Sabbath to be a blessing for us? Because a delight is something that blesses us. So do we mm-hmm. allow the Sabbath to be a delight for us? Or do we make the Sabbath to be a burden for us? 
you don't do this, you, I, I can't do that. I can't, you know, it becomes a burden instead of it becoming a blessing. Can you mm -hmm. bless someone on the Sabbath? Hmm? Mm -hmm. do we, do we and I think uh, that's why this writer says that you can't remove self-denial from the Sabbath. You cannot remove social kindness to help, to support. These mm. things are all re related. If we don't have one, then we don't have the connection with the other. Eh? Even uh, James where he says true religion, true, you know, relationship with God. I can't have a true relationship with God when I see my sister Vicky suffering, I'm in a tie, I'm going to the Sabbath, and I say, today is Sabbath, I can't help her, I can't do something for her. Exactly. They, they, that connection. The Sabbath is a delight when you can say, today I have to do something for my sister to help uh, her or for my brother. I can remove my tie, I can do these things just to help them or to be with them when they are going through a problem. So I think there's that big connection. Are we worshiping God on the Sabbath or we are having a ritual? Something we repeat without uh -huh. understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I... That's what I wanted to ask, really. When you mentioned um, a blessing for us, I wanted to ask a blessing for us. How do we? How are we blessed on the Sabbath days? Is a blessing mm -hmm. for us alone? Are we talking about gaining the blessing for ourselves by enjoying something? Are we thinking about service to others on the Sabbath? Because what came to my mind was Jesus, you know, and what came to my mind as well was when I was a young child. You know, the elders, the elders of the church, um, my church back in the West Indies. I can remember it was um, such a wonderful time. Why? It was a blessing even now. And I think one of the things, the reason why I'm still here in the church is because of what I saw them doing when back in my young days. It's because we used to go to church in the morning. And in the afternoon, we are we are we gone to the, um, we went to the, we usually call it the arms house or something. House, where the house, old people house. were. We are in the community. We walk in the community. We walk to the bushes. We find the houses and mm -hmm. we went and serve people. Then we went back to MV. And then we report what we have what exactly. about the, our encounters and how we should um, serve for the following week. So it's not about us, really. It's about serving others. And that's where the blessing comes in. It's a blessing for mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. because we are there to bless others. And exactly that's what Isaiah Exactly, that is what Isaiah is saying, that we should not speak our own words. What we should do should be something that we are doing for God. And like you rightly said, we close, we go house to house to share with people the word of God, pointing people. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes when we encounter some difficulties, then we come back to report that. And then we'll be educated on how to handle such such, such such things, such things. And then we'll prepare again, you know. So when we are doing that, it's not our own works, but what God's work is worse that we are doing, we are sharing. And that is what that part says, not speaking your own words. What you should do is do something for God. 
And doing something for God is to let people know about God through either helping the person who is sick, you want to take the person to hospital, or you want to do something, or going to somebody, pointing the person to, you know, uh, God, or pointing the person to the word of God. So many things that we do, it should be for helping people, and that automatically we also get the blessings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that. And uh, as I'm looking at this verse in Isaiah 58, 13 to 14, finding your own pleasure. I have this uh, uh, situation where people attend church, literally attend church, because we want something out from the church. This is a time where maybe they receive something. Say, for example, the children. Okay, they will attend church because uh, we're giving them gifts or candies or whatever. So they're finding their own pleasure by going to church in, during Sabbath because they're expecting something from the church, from the teachers. There are people who attend church because this is the time where they solicit donations. And it became like uh, they are, have you heard about professional beggars? Yes, yes. yes we do. That they attend church <laughs> and solicit donations mm-hmm. for their own pleasure. So they may appear to be religious, but actually they're not delighting themselves in the Lord. And this is another uh, keyword that, uh, or phrase that we need to emphasize here to underscore is that when we delight ourselves, we need to make sure that we are, we are delighting ourselves in the Lord, not for ourselves or for self, but in the Lord. Okay, so I think we have uh, uh, exhausted or uh, emphasized some important points here in our uh, lesson. And of course, you can be uh, have a dynamic discussion, get your presentation interactive as much as possible. The total membership involvement especially must be evident in our lesson or in our Sabbath school classes discussion. I think that's all for tonight. And unless you have uh, some pertinent questions related to this that we can address. Our time is 9.45 or 8.45 in Doha. Brother Arvin, back to you or Sister Vicky. Yeah, but, um, yes, I think uh, it's before, before Pastor, you close, can I have a small question? Maybe. Yes, please. Uh, really, I don't find the, it at appearance, especially when, uh, when I grew as a young man since long, I saw my parents just cook even uh, uh, sweet potatoes and uh, maybe they cook in the evening. And now, uh, from that 
evening that was on a Friday. I see even animals, everything is prepared for the Sabbath. Said that even cows, even can really focus very well. Even cows, some used to run over because I don't know, especially those ones who, which maybe were not involved in shamba work, just getting involved in other works. They used to jump here and there. Cooking is done, everything it is preserved. Say that on the Sabbath day, if anything, food is prepared, you go for the food, you take it, and there is no cooking. Even those who usually cook for us, they rest. So that is, I think, that's when everybody is pleasant during the Sabbath. He gets uh, this happiness. And where is this, uh, especially of these days? How do we balance with the modern, modern technology? Are we getting backward or forward towards this blessings of the Sabbath. Thank you for that question. I think we can address this in, in one Sabbath afternoons uh, as we go along with our 20, uh, 28 fundamental beliefs as we will have uh, open forums related to that. I think there's uh, some uh, things or issues that we need to look into. Energy White writings, interpretation of uh, the verses uh, related to the question about cooking on Sabbath and so on and so forth. But in experience as well, I have observed that in the provinces that uh, uh, they are also staying uh, sometimes late in the evening of, uh, uh, even just for example, in our. Uh, Patlak in Doha, Most, mostly wives are staying late, cooking, preparing for the patlak, preparing food. In as much that it appears to be a burden to them, no longer a delight when they come to church. So there are situation here that we can discuss more. I think we don't have enough time to cover that, uh, Brother Shadrach. And uh, for sure, he will address that issue when we come to the topic of uh, Sabbath in one of the AY Let's Talk uh, series. Okay? Thank you, Pastor. Yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I remember. Yeah, the 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 question has been there for long, and we keep on coming back, and I think we need to address that again, and we need more time for that. Thank you. Not now. Okay, Sister Vicky. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Um, Come to the end of our lesson um, review. I want to thank Pastor. I want to thank everyone who um, was online and who have contributed as well. Um, before I ask, I'm going to ask um, Brother. Is Brother? Let me see. Oh, hold on. I'm going to ask someone to pray for me, please. Um, Brother um, Afoko, are you there? Is he there? Yes, it's a weekend. I'm there. Okay. I'm going to ask you to pray. But before you pray, I just want to leave this um, Bible 
scripture with everybody. Yes, just a minute, just a minute. I'll soon call on you. It's um Micah 5 and verse 8. And it says, He hath shown thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Let us remember that for the week. And I hope your lessons will go well tomorrow as we um we share what we have learned tonight. Thank you, everyone. Brother Fakwa, can you just stand pray to close for us, please? Okay, let, let's pray. Almighty Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for giving us opportunity to come before you and learn your ways. We pray, committing ourselves into your hands as we are going on our beds. Let your angels be with us. Strengthen us and renew our mind so that tomorrow we may be able to share our experience and what we have learned with your children. Thank you so much. Be with us and bless all of us and bless the Sabbath worship tomorrow all over the world. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes, Brother Arvin, Brother Batov, Brother David, Brother Shadrach, Emmanuel, Israel, Kennedy, Brother Ricky, and Bolaki. Good night, everybody. Very good.